thank you very much for having me. Um, I won't sing, um, but I will tell you a story. There's a, there's a fella who, who uh, finished work one day and he went to the pub for a drink. And when he's in the pub, uh, there's this group of lads came in and as the evening went on, the lads had more drinks and they were getting more and more rowdy. And one of the lads he recognised as his milkman. And as the night went on, as, as they got more and more lubricated, the milkman kept going on about what a ladies' man he was. And he kept saying that there's this one street on my rounds, he says, I've kissed every single woman on this street except one. And the bloke sitting there drinking, he thought, that's my street. <laughs> Pushes his pint down, runs home, he opens the door, he says to his wife, he goes, here. He says, I've been in the pub and a milkman came in and he says he's kissed every single woman down this street except one. She looked at him and said, I bet it's that stuck-up carrot number nine. <laughs> we often think we know what's coming next. And when it comes to Christmas, we know everything there is to know about Christmas. We know about the tinsel, we know about the shepherds, we know about the baby Jesus and the Virgin Mary, and we can get over-familiar with the story itself, can't we? We get used to it, we get a bit anaesthetised to it. Now, what I want to look at today is just to unpick some of this a little bit to try and help us to look at it perhaps afresh. And a couple of the the details of the Christmas story I want to highlight, and that is, that is I want to look at the wise men, and I want to look at the shepherds. Okay, so the wise men, they represent that which is the very best of society, that which is the, the top notch, that the, the very finest that humanity uh, can, can do, and the shepherds, well, they represent the other end. They represent the rough bit. They represent the very worst of society. So let's look at the wise men. The wise men, you see, these were, these were very good. These were good people. We know several things about them. We know that they were rich, that materially they wanted for nothing. They had everything. They, they were set up for life. Money was not an issue for them. We know that they were uh, considered royalty. Uh, so much so that they could turn up to find this king of the kings and they could knock on the door of the palace and say, is this where the king of kings is born? And they'd be allowed in. People like you and, well, <laughs> maybe some of you would be allowed in palaces, but people like me, they do not let anywhere near palaces. We know this also, we know that they were religious, albeit a little bit superstitious, but they had this kind of uh, sort of moral code that they lived by. They were good people. We know that they were educated. They were able to look at the stars and, and see the portents in there and know that the King of Kings was being born and travel hundreds of miles to come and find this King of Kings. Uh, they, they could relate it to ancient Jewish writings. At their best, these magi, these wise men, were good and holy men who sought for truth. Now, to be honest, as I look round, I don't see many of you being fanned by a servant with ostrich plumes. So I'm presuming that we haven't got royalty in the room. But it may be that you're here and you think, do you know what? 
I am a good person, though. I go to church regular, or at least I go regular Christmas and Easter. (laughs) And it may be that you think, you know, look, you are nice to your grandma, and you give to charity, and you pray your prayers, now and again you even open the Bible. In fact, I'm so good, God owes me a good life. You see, sometimes we can treat God like Father Christmas. And we hope that if we've been good little boys, we will make it on his happy list. I'll be honest with you, I've been pulling the wool over Santa's eyes for a long time. (laughs) The presents keep coming. So if the wise men represent the very, very good, then the shepherds, they show that which is the poorest and worst of society. These were the lowest of the low. I don't know how many of you have uh, had one of those career interviews. You know, at the end of school, when, when I, I went before the careers uh, advisor and was looking for what I could get with my lack of education. And, and shepherding was not high up on the career path. For me, and I, I, I'm guessing it's the same in Crawley, I, I, there's probably more trees than where I am in East London. There's not a lot of need for shepherds in East London, but it's the kind of job you get, you end up with. Or your dad sort of dragged you into it. It's not something that you want to go for. See, shepherds were overlooked. Their, their testimony in a court of law was not admissible. They were unpopular. They were known to be socially awkward. They had terrible reputations. If you was walking around the Crawley Shopping Centre and a group of shepherds came in, you would be checking your wallet every five minutes because they were known to be dodgy. Jeremiah was a Jewish historian and he wrote this. He said, To buy wool, milk or a kid from a shepherd was forbidden on the assumption that it would be stolen property. Jewish oral tradition says that they were seen as incompetent and no one should feel obligated to rescue a shepherd who has fallen down a pit. They were not well regarded. This was the lowest of the low. And I haven't seen any royalty in here, but there may well be some people here that feel too bad to approach God. And actually, as you're here, and there's emotions rising, as people are singing these songs like they really mean it, and you're here thinking, blimey, if only they knew what I was really like. Maybe that you're here and you're thoroughly ashamed of the past. Listen, the good news of Christmas is this. It's not about you. It's not about how good you are. It's not about how bad you are. It's about how great he is. It's about how wonderful God is that he would intervene in human history, come down and live among us. That's the great news. And the great levelling factor of the very best and the very worst was this. They ended up on their knees before this baby. 700 years before Jesus was born, the, the, the words that were written, uh, were, were read out early on from Isaiah, says this, that um, it says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light, or those living in the land of deep darkness, a light of dawn. And then it goes on like this, it says, for to us a child is born, 
To us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. He was known as Wonderful Counselor. Now, my wife, Rach, is, uh, she volunteers for this, this uh, charity called Maternity Mates. And what that means is that, that she can uh, get alongside some of these uh, ladies that are giving birth who haven't got the means of support, maybe their family rejected them or there's sort of horrible circumstances and that, and they've got no one to stand there and hold their hand. So Rach goes in as just kind of puts an arm around them and, and, and helps them through. It's a wonderful thing. But you know what? I've got five kids so far. <laughs> right? Christmas miracle. And, uh, and I've been at every one of their births. I feel like I'm pretty expert at the whole giving birth thing. I've been there, I've been a tower of strength for my wife. I could go to maternity mates. I could go in and help these girls. I could hold their hand and go, push love. <laughs> I'll be there. But they don't want me. Well, yeah, well, thanks. Man, I love this church. This, yeah, they don't want me. Why, why do they want Rachel, not me? I'm fairly experienced. I'll tell you why. She's been there. She's done it. She's not just talked. She hasn't just read a book. She hasn't just watched from afar. She's been there and knows what it is to suffer in the same way as these girls. You know what? Jesus, when he came to earth, he took upon himself all our troubles... He wasn't born in a palace. He was found in a manger. He was born in poverty. You see, Jesus knows what it is to be homeless. Jesus knows what it is to be skinned. Jesus knows what it is to be misrepresented and abused. Jesus knows what it is to be humiliated and lynched. Jesus is the wonderful counsellor. It says this also, it says that he is the mighty God. Jesus is the mighty God. So mighty that he can be in a, 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 a boat when there's a storm comes up in the sea. And even though he's surrounded by experienced fishermen who are freaking out because of this storm, Jesus can wake up, rub his eyes and tell the storm, shut up. And it's quiet. And it's what kind of man is this? I'll tell you what kind of man this is. He is mighty God. He commands the wind and the waves. He's known uh, for going into uh, a cemetery once where his mate had died four days ago. He told him to roll the stone away and he called to the grave, give up your dead, Lazarus, come out. Who's that? That's mighty God. That's this baby that was born, not some twinkly little child with tinsel round a little crib. This is mighty God visiting this planet, getting involved in our lives. He's known as the Prince of Peace. He's known as the Everlasting Father. He's able to forgive sins and grant access to heaven. It's Prince of Peace, how about this? There was a man so screwed up by demon possession, they would chain him up because he was running around a cemetery naked, cutting himself with stones. At a word, peace came. 
That's the Prince of Peace. Listen, if you think you are too good for God, if you think you've lived such a good life that God owes you a good life, listen, this is how much you need him. God himself came down to pay the price for you. That's how bad you were. But for those of us that think we're too bad for God, this is what Jesus did. He left the throne room of heaven to come and pay a price you will never be able to pay so that you can know God. Listen, what we're not proclaiming here today, this Christmas, it's not religion. In fact, we're sick of religion. We're fed up of religion, fed up of people with funny acts that stand at the front and, and boring old farts that tell you, you should be living like this, you shouldn't be doing this. People that you actually, when you get alongside, you feel worse having been with them. This Christmas, I want to encourage you to come to Jesus, the literal baby in the bathwater. He is the one this is all about. This is Emmanuel. This is the perfect one. Centuries of prophecy wrapped up in cloths and lying in an animal feeding bowl. There, Jesus. When Jesus came into this dark world, he doesn't point to a philosophy or endorse some like religion and those who would bully their way and belief onto people. Jesus comes into this planet, points his thumb to his own chest and says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Listen, I want to finish with this today. Just imagine you have bought a present for your kid. Those of you that are parents will get this, but I think the, the illustration will hold if you're not. But imagine you've bought this gift for your kid. And it's so precious, it's so costly, and you know they're going to love it. And it's all wrapped up and it's good, and you give it to that child, and you're waiting for them to see their reaction. Now, they can react in three different ways. They can take this gift and, and, and say, Nad, I want nothing to do with it, stuff it. I don't want your gift. And they can run away and reject it. Or they can take that gift, look at it and realise how costly it was and say, well, that's wonderful, I'll pay you back, I'll, I'll, I'll owe you, I'll, I'll do what I can to, to, to make it up to you. But what we would really want, wouldn't it, if you gave this gift to your kid that you knew it was so costly and would be so good for them, you'd want them to take this gift, you'd want them to enjoy this gift, you'd want them to walk with this gift and, and live in the good of this gift. Listen, this Christmas... That is exactly what our Father in Heaven has done. His own arm work salvation. He stepped into human history. Jesus stepped into human history so that we could know God and walk with him, enjoy him forever. I'm going to pray to finish. I just want to invite you to join me in prayer. Jesus, I thank you so much now, we're not coming and endorsing like tingly feelings this Christmas and, and sort of little superstitious stories. I thank you, God Almighty, that you stepped into human history. Lord, I thank you, you absolutely know what it is to walk a mile in our shoes. You know some of the things, you know what it is to suffer. 
You know what it is to be misrepresented and betrayed. And Jesus, you know what you're taking on when you call people like us. Light of the world, I want to pray that you would shine in every single heart in this room. I want to pray, Lord Jesus, that you'd start a fire in men and women's hearts here, maybe even for the first time tonight, that every decision from this moment forward would be towards you and not away from you. Holy Spirit, I want to pray that you would nail it in people's lives. And I pray that as they go from here, that they take the next step towards Jesus. Lord, we love you. We thank you.